Welcome to the Nicole Mason Show, an empowering and encouraging safe space featuring trailblazing women offering strategies for success, tips on how to deal with microaggressions, understanding unconscious bias, and advice on how to rise above the fray with excellence. Get ready to show up great, speak up with confidence, and stand out with courage. And now, here's your host, Dr. Nicole Mason. Hello and welcome to the Nicole Mason Show, the show where we bring high achieving women, trailblazing women, women who have turned trials into triumphs and setbacks into steps to not only succeed, but to soar. We also bring life altering messages messages of empowerment, messages of encouragement to let you know that you are not alone, that you too can make it. And today I want to share a message from the thought, cut the rope. Yes, cut the rope. Many years ago, when I was in divinity school, I was watching a movie that we had in one of our classes. And in this movie, Robert De Niro, you know, Robert De Niro, (laughs) one of my favorite actors, by the way, he was playing the main character. And in this particular movie, it's called The Mission. In this movie, he was a bad guy and um, he started to have an affair with his brother's wife and he eventually killed his brother. And in the movie, he was able to go to the monastery to keep the police from arresting him. And so that's what he did. He went into the monastery, but strangely enough, he went into a place that could help him, but he did not want any help. He refused help. He just did not want to go to jail. So he stayed in the monastery. He didn't talk to anybody, people that tried to talk with him. He just would not talk to them. And so he stayed there for years, just in that same posture. Eventually, one of the priests that was assigned to the monastery was able to break through to him. He didn't talk with him, but he did come out and he began to do little work around the monastery. And of course, the priests, they would go out into um, the jungle and all of these different places where people were living in remote areas of this land where, where the movie was set. And so... What started to happen as Robert De Niro's character would go out with the group of priests uh, and those volunteers to help the people, he started collecting trash, started collecting trash. I know you're saying, well, where is this going? Uh, Stick with me. Uh, So he started collecting trash and um, eventually the trash bag, of course, was huge. And wherever they went, Robert De Niro's character had this bag of trash that he was pulling behind him. And the people were scared of him, number one, because they heard about his reputation. That was number one. And then number two, they were scared of him because he wasn't talking. He wasn't saying anything. So they weren't sure what he might do. They just didn't know. And so the people, the majority of them, They just let him carry this bag of trash, although it slowed the whole group down and it became hazardous for Robert De Niro's character and for everybody in the group. Case in point, one of the remote villages that they were going to, you had to climb up the side of a mountain. 
And of course, it was hazardous because he was trying to climb up the mountain with this bag of trash. Now, picture that. You're going up the side of a mountain. You already have enough weight when you're just trying to lift your body weight onto the side of the mountain, notwithstanding the bag of trash that was tied around his waist. And so one of the priests, he had about had enough. Uh, And this was the one who was able to get him to start in the beginning in the first place. He was able to um, get to him and he had just had enough. And so what did he do? He did what everybody else around the Robert De Niro's character would not do. He went to the side of that mountain where everybody was looking and holding their breaths, waiting with bated breath, if you will, to see if he were going to make it up the side of the mountain. And in that pivotal moment, the priest went and cut the rope. And that's what I want to tell you today. Cut the rope. That bag of trash that Robert Dodero's character was carrying up that side of that mountain is a symbolism, I believe, of all of the things that he had done heretofore in his life. That all of what was inside of him began to express itself on the outside with him filling that trash bag with all of his past failures, all of his past worries, all of his broken relationships, all of those things that happened to him. And because he had not taken the time to resolve them, because he had not taken the time to acknowledge them, because he had not taken the time to look them right in the face, if you will, because he had not taken the time to unpack what was there, it began to show up in the form of a trash bag. And I want to just stop right here to say that we all have experienced this kind of uh, space in our lives when, for example, someone has offended us and we have not uh, dealt with that or we did not have the opportunity to speak up about it or did not take the opportunity to speak up about it. And what happens? We carry it around and then other people get dinged because of somebody else's behavior in our lives. Yes, Uh, It's like having a relationship that goes sour and the next relationship, that person has to pay for the previous person's mistakes and all of that. They have to prove themselves in areas that they didn't come into the relationship with, but because you needed them to prove that they could be trusted or you needed them to prove that they could be loyal and prove that they weren't liars, whatever, that person had to jump through a number of hoops because you were hurt or you were offended by somebody else along the course of your life. It's just like that. And so your trash bag may not be external like in the movie, but we all have this invisible trash bag of stuff that we need to get rid of. We need to cut the rope cut the rope of offense. Uh, There's this wonderful book. It's um, called The Bait of Satan. And in this book, the author talks about the spirit of offense and how small offenses 
turn into large boulders of offense because they are unaddressed, because they are not dealt with. And this is exactly what that character was doing in the movie, really showing an outward expression of what goes on on the inside of us when there are unresolved matters in our lives, particularly those unresolved matters of the heart. He had wronged his brother. He had engaged with his brother's wife. He was, you know, a bad guy into illicit drugs and uh, all of those different kinds of things that comes along with that. But yet and still, he knew deep within him, if he went to the monastery, a place of peace, a place of sacredness, a place where the spirit of God lived. He knew if he went there, he would be safe. He knew if he went there, the police would honor that because it was a sacred place and they weren't going to bust in there. They weren't going to go in there to try to pull him out. And so he relegated himself to that space for a number of years, just thinking, I'm sure, just sitting with his own thoughts, sitting with his own spirit. And it showed as soon as he began to move out of that space, he, it showed what he was dealing with, what was going on inside of him. And remember, I told you when I started this message that he did not talk to anybody. So he was not resolving those issues when he first went into the monastery. He was just silent. Uh, he was just you know, I'm sure internally just going through internally rehashing all of the things that he had done, rehashing the moment that he shot and killed his brother, all of those things. And that's what happens to us too. We can rehash an offense over and over and over again. We can rehash how someone hurt us over and over again. We can remember it like it's yesterday. For some reason, the mind dwells on the negativity. And that's not just you. That's not just your mind. That's everybody. And we all have to be very intentional about changing that up with positivity feeding ourselves with positive messages and positive affirmations. This is why affirmations are so powerful. There's this wonderful app now. Uh, it's called the I Am app, um, mimicked right after uh, in the word of God, um, when Moses asked God, who shall I tell them to, that sent me? And he said, tell them I am that I am sent me. Uh, and there's something powerful about I am statements because it is an affirm, affirming statement. It is a declaration. It is a decree. All of those things. I am powerful. I am wealthy. I am worthy. All of those things are declarative statements and realizing that um, you have to be very intentional about stating those things um, to, to negate the negative um, parts of our lives and, you know, those negative statements that come up for us. I remember reading a study some several years ago that said that we need to have nine positive statements to negate one negative statement. And then I read this, this study again later on, and the number was up to 11, that we needed 11 positive statements to negate one negative statement. Now think about that. When you have a negative thought that comes into your mind, you have to then follow that up with 
11 positive statements. And so we have to be very intentional about positive statements and positive uh, energy and positive materials that we allow to go into our hearts and into our spirits. And so Robert De Niro's character was in this monastery, but he was not working on himself. He was just quiet and he was just, you know, evading going to the police, uh, being arrested. And as I mentioned, eventually one priest got through to him. And I want to say to you that I am that person today in your hearing. I am that person that's saying to you, it's time for you to move from where you are to where you need to be. I am that person today saying to you that no matter what your past is, God loves you because I imagine that the priest was saying those kinds of things to him, that it doesn't matter what has happened in your past, you can recover. It doesn't matter who left you, who walked away, you will be all right. You will bounce back. Uh, And it's just like this image. Uh, I remember my home pastor sharing this image many years ago about uh, uh, the bounce back ability is what he called it. And he used an imagery of a basketball when a child throws that basketball down onto the floor. And it depends on how hard that ball goes down, will de- it will determine how high that ball goes up. And the harder that child throws that ball down, the higher it goes. And that's what we have. We have that kind of bounce back ability. The harder we get thrown down, the higher we go up when we come back up. So I don't care how far down you are, how hard you feel like you've been thrown down, you have bounce back ability within you. And you have bounce back ability within you because there is a spirit and a power on the inside of you. Uh, and If you tap into it and activate it, you will never be defeated. Even when it looks like and feels like you've been defeated, you'll never be defeated because you will take those lessons that you learned and you will win. You will win the next time that situation comes up, or you will win the next time a circumstance is uh, is presented to you. And so I believe that that priest, he started talking to Robert De Niro, notwithstanding that the others had tried to, but it was the timing. It's timing. And I believe that today is your day. It's the time for you to move forward. Now is the time. And although you may have heard a similar message somewhere along the way or pieces of it, now is the time. Timing is perfect, says the word of God. And so we have to really understand that God is after us. He wants us to know that it doesn't matter what we've gone through in our past, that it's time today to cut the rope, cut the rope of past failures. Listen, we all have failed uh, at something. We all have failed, but it is the lesson that you can learn from your failure that makes the difference. And so if you have continued to play that failure over and over again, what are the lessons that you can learn from that failure? If nothing more, you are still here. That's one positive thing that you can put to that failure. You're still here. And so you want to begin to look at that failure for the treasure that is in it 
to tell you uh, how you can use that uh, failure and the lessons from it to move forward. John Maxwell wrote a very powerful book. It's called Fail Forward. And I want to encourage you to pick that book up. Go to your local library and get that book, Fail Forward. It's very powerful. Uh, And it talks about how to take your failures and make them work for you. You know, the Bible says that all things work together for good for them that love God and are the called according to his purpose. And so everything that you have gone through that has not worked for you, uh, you can make it work for you and work for somebody else. So that's the first thing. Cut the rope uh, of your past failures. Uh, And then I want to just say here, cut the rope uh, as it relates to ruptured relationships. Uh, Robert De Niro's character in that story had to cut the rope of all of those people who ascribed to him Uh, that bad boy persona, because he had proven that to them, but we all know that we can change. And so he had to get to a place where he cut the rope of those ruptured relationships so that he could work on himself, so that he could move forward beyond the wrong that he had done to his brother. Uh, And I know that we all have been hurt, but guess what? We have all hurt other people too. And this reminds me, I was at a women's conference one time and there was a facilitator. We were focusing on forgiveness, how to forgive and going through a number of exercises on forgiveness and releasing people, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And then this one exercise came and she told us to pull out a piece of paper and write down all of the people that had wronged us, that had hurt us, that had offended us. And people all around that ballroom were writing feverishly, including myself, writing down names and filling up the paper, just writing, writing, writing. And we took a short little break after that. And then we came back and she said, flip your paper over. And she said, now I want you to write down all of the names of the people that need to forgive you because you hurt them and you offended them. Well, there was a hush over the room (laughs) because number one, people don't usually think about that. We're always thinking about how people have done us. But what about the wrongs we have done in the lives of other people? What about the people that we have hurt? What about the people that need to forgive us? And so it is, we all have been on both ends of the spectrum. So as it relates to ruptured relationships, we have people that have hurt us and it's caused ruptured relationships. And we have people that we have hurt that have caused ruptured relationships. This is why we should be able to extend forgiveness freely and quickly and consistently because we need forgiveness too. And the word of God says it like this, that we have to forgive others if we want God to forgive us. And I don't know about you. I know that I need God to forgive me uh, and I need him to forgive me over and over and over again. And so cut the rope of ruptured relationships and then cut the rope of bad decisions. Robert De Niro's character had made many bad decisions throughout the movie many bad decisions. And he had to finally come to grips with the fact that somebody else had to cut the rope for him because he had no intentions of cutting his own rope. 
And this is why teachers and preachers and coaches and mentors in our lives, parents are, are so important. Family members are so important to help to lead and guide and direct us. And so I hope that you too have other people in your life that will help to cut the rope of these things that have held you back, that are holding you back. And I want to encourage you to listen to their wisdom, cut the rope of past failures, cut the rope of ruptured relationships, cut the rope of bad decisions. And let me tell you what happened to this character as we begin to wind up our time together. Eventually, Robert De Niro's character went through a series of steps to forgive himself. And let me just say, that is a powerful step. We can forgive others, uh, but the most powerful step that we need to take in our lives is forgiveness of self. And he went through a series of steps to do just that. And of course, wouldn't you know it? He continued to work on himself. Uh, he continued to, number one, accept the help around him from the priests who were encouraging him, who were letting him know that God still loved him and God still cared about him despite all of his past failures, past ruptured relationships, past bad decisions. And that's for us as well. God loves us in spite of ourselves. God loves us in spite of what we've done, but we have to acknowledge what we've done. He had to acknowledge and come to grips with the fact that he killed his own brother for a woman. He wanted his brother's wife and he had to come to grips with the fact that that was a horrible decision because his, that was his brother's wife, but because he was arrogant and because he was you know, uh, this bad guy and people respected him because of what they feared he would do to them. They didn't fear him um, because of his good nature or good character. They feared him. So they put him on a pedestal because they feared what he would do to them. We don't want people to be fearful of us. It's like God, God doesn't want people to be scared of him. He wants people to reverence him because of who he is. And that's how people should treat us just as we treat other people. We want to respect people for who they are uh, and not uh, about what they can do. So uh, he had to acknowledge that he needed the help and that he needed to forgive himself. Then he had to accept that help. And then he had to put into practice that he, the, the, this whole peaceful place that he was in, he had to really practice the peace that was all around him. Think about that. How powerful is that? That you can, you can be in a place of peace, but still have chaos going in your mind. We don't want that. We want to have peace in an environment and peace within and peace in our minds, peace in our hearts. And the way that we do that is we have to cut the rope on some things, cut the rope on some situations, and more importantly, cut the rope on unforgiveness of self so that we can forgive ourselves, forgive others, and then extend that same um, humble spirit to others who need to forgive us. Because there are going to be some situations that you aren't going to get uh, you know, an apology 
And you just have to accept that. You have to accept that and you have to move on. There are going to be some people that you are not going to apologize to, although in your heart you are apologetic, you are repentant, you have asked God to forgive you, but you have not and will not go to that person to ask for forgiveness for a variety of different reasons sometimes that we are, we don't do that, but we still are repentant about what we've done in that person's life. And so we want to practice the peace that is around us, that we are seeking. We want to practice peace. How do you practice peace? You practice peace by being peaceful about matters that would normally cause you to fly off the handle. Being peaceful, practicing peace means that you are silent about things that you always had an opinion about. And I said in one of the earlier podcasts that there's a difference between being silent and the silent treatment, right? Um, We can give someone the silent treatment, but that takes a different kind of energy than just being silent about a matter, being silent because you know that words hurt, that you know that because we know that words have power. And so we have to watch what we say out of our mouths. The Bible says that there is life and death in the power of our tongue. And so we have to watch what we say uh, out of our mouths. And so we want to practice peace. And then once we do that, we want to share the lessons. That's what happened to this character. Uh, He found acceptance of himself, forgiveness of himself. He found peace within And he began to practice peace in that sanctuary, in that monastery, in that sacred place. And then he began to go out with the priest to share in those villages. And he began to share lessons. And of course, he became one of the best priests in that monastery. He turned his entire life around. He turned his entire life around because someone had the courage to cut the rope for him. And many times we need help to cut the rope of the things that have happened in our past. And I want to just encourage you uh, to seek out counseling. I'm a huge proponent of counseling. My mantra in life is that counseling plus Jesus equals you can't go wrong. Uh, And I believe very, very strongly in having a safe place to talk about matters with someone who's trained or with someone who has a spiritual background. Perhaps uh, you want to try a spiritual advisor. Um, And perhaps you want to try both. Um, Perhaps you want to try coaching. Um, But let me just say from the onset that coaching is not counseling. And so perhaps doing both at the same time, uh, I've had clients to do both. They've coached with me and I've sent them to a counselor and it's been a wonderful mix. And so perhaps you want to try that. There are different things that we can try, but the whole premise is to seek out help outside of yourself. You know, you cannot help yourself if uh, if you are the one that needs the help. We all need somebody to give us a different perspective on it. If we could help ourselves, we would have helped ourselves a long time ago. Uh, just like this character in the movie, if he could have helped himself, he would have done that. But he needed some help to process all of what he had gone through, to unpack all of those things that had happened, that had transpired. 
And he did that in, within the confines of that monastery. And those priests rallied around him to help him to navigate that space. And let me just say this as I wrap up, you need a strong support system of people that will affirm you, people that will accept you, people that know uh, how to pray. This is just me saying this. This is what I believe. But people that know how to uh, take matters and give wisdom and not just their own perspective, but a wise, godly perspective. And the Bible says there is safety in the counsel of many. And so you need people around you that have good sound wisdom that can give you a perspective on what's ailing you or what is continued to be in your heart, just as this character. And uh, he ended up being just one of the um, best priest in that monastery, as I mentioned. Uh, and it was a very powerful story. Uh, and if you just come on, if you come on late, the movie is called The Mission. And Robert De Niro is the main character. You can get that uh, probably on streaming somewhere. Um, but The Mission, and that's what it's all about, realizing what his mission was. And his mission came through hard times. His mission came through pain. His mission came through uh, bad decisions, bad um, actor actions, and all of those things. And we all have had those kinds of spaces in our lives. But guess what? You too can overcome. And so I want to just encourage you today to cut the rope of those things of old. Cut the rope of those things that would cause you to stay stuck. Cut the rope with people that are not affirming you, not building you up. Cut the rope because there's so much more that you are destined for. So much more for you to conquer. So much more for you to be victorious in and over. There is so much more. Thank you so much for tuning in today to another powerful episode of the Nicole Mason show. Be sure to follow me across social media, Nicole Mason ESQ and via my website, NicoleSMason.com and join my Facebook group, Confidence Champions, where we are helping people to be confident in who God has called them to be so that they can do what God has called them to do. Have a great day and be sure to tune in to the next powerful episode of the Nicole Mason Show. You've been listening to the Nicole Mason Show with Dr. Nicole Mason, an empowering and encouraging safe space featuring trailblazing women offering strategies for success. For more information, visit the NicoleMasonShow.com or click on programs at dcradio.gov.